Round one was over. <laughs> Parents won. Kids sipped. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing. That was all started by a mouse. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Gentlemen, start your engines. Such a madness around here. Hello, everyone, and welcome to DDP Today, a show that's a little about us, a lot about Disney, and fun for the whole family. My name is Justin, and man, have I missed you guys so much. We are back this week with our regular scheduled programming, and I'm excited to be joined by my good buddy, my brother, Mike. How are you, buddy? I am good. You know, I really, you know, it was nice having the time off a couple of weeks, especially, you know, having a great vacation that we all got to partake in. But I missed being behind the microphone. You know, this this whole thing that we love doing, it was uh, it was kind of sad. I, as I was warming up everything and putting all my equipment back today, so oh, this is good. I get to record today. It's one of those things that, you know, when you do something you love, it's, you really get to enjoy it. And um, I miss talking to everybody. Uh, the last couple of times that I've talked to somebody, it was either out on the golf course where it was hmm. a scorching heat or on the uh, boardwalk, uh, you know, of a great lawn. Which uh, it was the company was great, but the temperature wasn't. So uh, it was nice to see everybody. It was nice to be able to record from that with our new little recording equipment that we got. But uh, I'm glad to be back in my somewhat climate controlled of a garage and be able to uh, record with you today. Yeah. Well, speaking of climate controlled, I if you could see me right now, I look um, like I've been in an oven because I pretty much have. So I, a lot of you know, I coach a uh, travel soccer team, very competitive. And uh, I needed to go for my United States Soccer and uh, South Carolina Youth Soccer Association um, coaching uh, registration clinic so I can keep my, my license current um, with, uh, you know, so I can, I can be able to bring the, the best to the kiddos. And it was during the day. To, the on-field session was from noon to 2 today. It is 2.56, and I am still just drenched in sweat from out playing and uh, coaching and, and learning and doing all that fun stuff. So I probably – I'm really glad we're behind the mic and not in person because I probably don't smell the greatest. <laughs> um, I know I, I look like, uh, you know, I, I've been through the oven and back. But I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to talk Disney. Because, look, the last couple episodes were leading up to the trip, while we were on the trip, able to talk to so many great families. But here's the thing. A lot of people don't, aren't able to be in the, par- the parks that often, Mike. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they kind of live vicariously through us, you know, through these, these uh, podcasts and these trips and these stories. And it's always good, I think, for us to take a retrospective look at the parks once we return and we've all been there for a long stay. Uh, so this week, I want to really concentrate on your portion of the trip, and that was your time in the Walt Disney World Parks, the resorts, Disney Springs, all that, and really take a look at the state of Walt Disney World as a whole, the good, the bad, maybe a little bit of the ugly, uh, but we'll do it in a positive way. But we want to give that true, really, uh, perspective of what you saw, because it had been a while, really, since as a family, you had been in the parks and experienced all this. Yeah, you know, as often as we go, and and a lot of us here, especially that listen to this podcast, are fortunate enough to go a lot, especially the local people. It's amazing how many times you can go and people say, oh, you're going to Disney again. You're going to, yes, we are, obviously, especially, you you know, our love for Disney. But on top of that, there are always new experiences. There are always something you can try out new, something. No one's ever done everything. I I think even somebody who's down there, even someone like Dave, I'm sure, has a first time for something Mm -hmm. sooner or later. I mean, as much as he's down there, it's part of his job to experience things all day. 
I, I can I can imagine there's probably a few things. Well, I've never eaten there. Or I've never done that. Or I've never done this. So uh, I like to reflect on some of the new things, uh, some great new experiences. And believe it or not, even though we were just that there very recently, we got to experience quite a different new things and got to dabble in a couple of things. Uh, one of the greatest things that I got on part of this trip is obviously when we plan this trip, uh, we were still in New York. We were doing the whole transition of the move, the job, the career, the whole the whole bit, the retirement. So when we booked this trip, it was just us. But since we moved down here, and Sammy's kind of really planted her, you know, planted herself in the neighborhood and got some really good friends, she wanted to bring some friends along on this trip. And one of the coolest things on this trip was she got to bring somebody who'd never been to Disney World before. Oh, it's so cool, man! So, uh, I, listen, the last time that I was with somebody that wasn't at Disney World, I, I can't even I can't even imagine. I can't even say that. I mean, it's been it's been years and years and years. So uh, part of my enjoyment on this trip was taking somebody who had never stepped foot in a Disney park before, uh, which was really cool. We got to take her on all these experiences. I mean, to be able to ride somebody who did Splash Mountain for the first time. Or oh, somebody that's who, awesome. I mean, it was just it was that was a part of a trip that uh, it's not part of a Disney experience. Disney can't plan for that. But when you're able to do something like that and be able to see through somebody else's eyes, somebody who Sammy's very good friends with, and to see her enjoyment and get her feedback every day. You know, that was kind of like what I was, you know, we would have dinner or we would be back at the resort. And I would say, hey, McKenna, how'd you like this? And how'd you like that? And she'd be like, oh, this was so great. And things I thought she would like, she didn't like. <laughs> you know, she's not a Tower of Terror fan. But, really? Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. But um, a lot of the other stuff she did like. So I, that was really, really cool part of my experience going down there, was able to see somebody experience with through their own eyes um, for the first time. Sammy's other friend is a cheerleader with her. And as you know, with the cheerleading competitions, they go down there quite a bit. So she was a little more experienced. But she never really did the parks the way we've done done vacations it's always been during the cheer stuff where you know maybe they'll get a half day park because they're not competing that day so they really didn't have so she had some experience she's been in the parks before she's done quite a few rides but there was a lot of stuff she didn't do before so uh that was one of my greatest things on this trip amongst a long list of many others uh that was able to see somebody first time experiencing disney world when's the last time you've been there with somebody who'd never been to disney world before oh my goodness could you even name it no, I mean, the, the really, it'd probably be the first time Katie went. That's the first time I ever took her, and we stayed at All Star Music. And watching her just kind of light up. Now, here's the problem. Um, as, you know, I love Disney World. She she's, loves it as much, if not more. And so now, you know, she's um, she wants to go, like, pretty much every month. You know, and I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, we got dialed in just a little bit, you know, <laughs> here and there. Don't lose the magic. Um, but yeah, it's probably been a while. I mean, see, I guess seeing Riley's first that she was growing up, you know, first time she was tall enough to ride Splash or first time she was tall enough to ride Rock and Roller Coaster, um, that kind of stuff. But yeah, to, to be able to take somebody who's at that great age too, man, I mean, like still young enough to really lose yourself in the magic, but mm -hmm. not quite old enough to where you're an adult and you're first seeing it, you know, you never saw it as a kid. Right. So that's awesome, man. That's that's a really, really cool experience you got to be a part of. Yeah, no, that was great. Um, and one of the things that we got to experience together as a family that we haven't done before, and you know, we've talked about it in the show, and I'm not going to get into details details about it, but I got to experience Genie Plus for the first time. Mm, um, yeah. 
Good, bad, and ugly. I, I liked it quite a bit. Um, the first day, it took me a little bit long to navigate the app and figure out what to do. But the best part about it was was uh, Laura and I kind of had like almost an adult trip because Sammy went off with her friends and Sarah was there with her boyfriend, Drake. We all know his name is Drake. We were hey, Drake. Him, yeah, we were kidding with him the entire time. Uh, so A.K.A. Sarah's boyfriend. Yes, A.K.A. Sarah's boyfriend. Uh, they got to kind of go off on their own. Sammy and her friends went off to go on their own. And me and Laura got to do our own thing. So I gave them all of the sign-in for the MDE the My Disney Experience app, and they got to pick their own rides as they were going throughout the day, and they were just, you know, picking, we're going here, we're going there, they were booking one, they were stacking one on top of another, so they got to do what they wanted to do, so for us to do Magic Kingdom as, as a, I want to say a new experience, doing the Genie Plus in, Ma- in Magic Kingdom was really cool, I think it definitely paid off, I'll talk about mm-hmm. some of the other parks later, but for Magic Kingdom, we were able to stack rides, I mean, we were knocking out rides one after the other after the other, uh, you were there in the parks the same time I was, some of the wait times were a little bit long for certain things, I mean, there were times where pirates would get up to 35, 40 minutes, but we were getting on, and you know, we were walking on, because we had the Genie Plus, so I think it's definitely worthwhile getting it in Magic Kingdom. Um, my other new experience that I got in Magic Kingdom, and I said this was going to be a little bit of the good, the bad, and the ugly, I'm going to say this is anywhere between, I don't want to say bad, but it's not good. Um, Enchantment, I saw it for the first time. Uh, Laura and I got a spot because we really wanted to see it all the way up by the castle. Uh, maybe if we saw it back further on Main Street with some of the projections down going down Main Street, it would have looked a little bit different. But I was not a fan. Um, I, I, it didn't have that grab-you-by-the-heart kind of moment. It was a great fireworks show. Uh, I liked it quite a bit. I just missed the old stuff. It's just uh, I didn't have that heartwarming, heartwarming feeling that I've had with fireworks shows before. Do you feel the same way about it, or? Here comes the pitch. Swing and a miss. This was, for me, and I've said this. I mean, this is no secret. Um, I mean, even Dave's come out and been like, Kite Tales, better than Enchantment. I mean, it's like, for me, you, you nailed it, because let's look back. Let's take a little, let's a sidestep and take a little, uh, get in the DDB time machine and go backwards just a little bit. Let's go back to Wishes. Get the little girl coming on, singing Starlight, Star Bright, first star I see tonight. I mean, just that heart touching moment of like oh my gosh it's so great you know and then you move on to happily ever after i think it's the greatest soundtrack of any i know joe's screaming illuminations right now but it's the greatest soundtrack of any um nighttime spectacular of all time it legitimately it opens and closes the show it is you know so great i mean it's 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 so fantastic um how how great happily ever after was i gave disney a real because when they first changed from wishes to happily ever after, I was like, "Don't want this. This sounds horrible." I gave Disney a real shot on Enchantment, and I, dude, I'm not impressed with it. Here's why, Mike and Katie and I, we've talked about this in depth at the dinner table. It doesn't have a distinct song. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have that one song that just grabs you and you're like, "Oh, boom! There's the hook. It got me." You know, it just, it's done, yeah. it just doesn't have it. I mean, even going over to Harmonious, Harmonious has that in a couple places for me where I think it's much better than Enchantment. Um, I enjoy it that much more. So I'm with you on that. I don't think it's great. I don't think it'll stay around very long. I, I haven't talked to a ton of people who absolutely love it. It'll be interesting to hear from the DDP family if they're like, N- you guys are crazy. Like, it's better than Wishes and Happily Ever After put together. I mean, you're wrong, but you can tell us that. <laughs> yeah, and... Uh uh, Sammy's friend McKenna stayed for that. They they uh, they got to stay for the fireworks. They were in a little bit of a different position than they were because they got to do some rides first than they got. But 
for her, for her first fireworks impression, I don't think it was the show that it should have been. I mean, I kind of feel like she got cheated on that. But like I said, we'll see what the DDP family has to say about that. Um, my personal experience, like I said, I've had those those personal family experiences being on Main Street and really being tugged at the heartstrings with those other songs and shows. So um, hopefully that when it comes back and it's not Enchantment anymore, that it becomes a little bit more... I don't know, have that, that tug at the heartstrings kind of feel because I just didn't have that with this. It was more of just your usual fireworks show to me. Uh, great, listen, great fireworks, great projections, music was good, just didn't have that get you in the feels kind of thing. So No, not at any point. Now, let me take you over to Epcot, though, and let's talk Harmonious. Because mm-hmm. that's on you my list. Harmonious, yep. yeah, for the first time. Where does that stack up? Uh, good, bad, ugly. I'm going to say it, uh, better, like you said, better than Enchantment. Um, I was also... So I'm gonna be I'm gonna be a little even more biased on this one. I got to watch Harmonious with great company. You know what I mean? So it <laughs> yeah, was kind of like took over Germany. Yeah, we, we all, the huge part of the DDP family was there. So um, even if it was worse than Enchantment, the 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 tug at the heartstrings mood was there because everybody was there. I got to watch all the other kids. I got to watch Sammy watch it for the first time. I got to watch you know a lot of the families watch it. So uh, regardless, even if it wasn't as good as Enchantment, that got me this time. I'm definitely gonna watch that one again because uh, I want to watch it through maybe just me and Laura, just me and the family. Um, I was, besides the fireworks show, we, we had a great spot. I was enjoying being there with everybody else too. I mean, that there are people there that we don't get to see on a regular basis that are, are a major part of our family that we got to watch together. So that's gonna ha- that had a whole different spin on it for me because we got to watch it with great company. So I think that's uh, a little bit, I uh, got the unfair advantage on that one. Yep. So let me admit something real quick, Mike, while we're talking. I uh, have to admit that I was in the parks for four days before the cruise and then three days after the cruise. Mm -hmm. I collectively did two hours and 23 minutes in the parks Mm -hmm. total for the whole time. So I can't really speak to the parks per se, but I can speak to the resorts. And you did have something new this trip, I believe. I believe this was your first time ever staying at the Boardwalk. It's one of my favorites. I love staying there. I think the proximity to Epcot, proximity to Hollywood Studios, the activities on the Boardwalk, the food on the Boardwalk. I love the pool. Where Let's talk a little bit about the resort because we, we were all at the Boardwalk right there. After staying there, how was it for your family? So I wouldn't put it up there with my top three favorites. It would definitely be in the bottom half. And the only reason why I would say the bottom half is because uh, you'll see as kids get older and you have teenage girls, they take up a lot of room. And the Boardwalk one-bedroom was definitely one of the smaller one-bedroom rooms I've ever had. Now, though, you know, it is what it is. The room... <laughs> The rooms, the air conditioning system was the oldest thermostat yeah, I've ever seen in I've my entire life. I've never I seen that. I don't remember that. how to work those. So it's the one with the switch, like the thing like, on the side. It was either Arctic or off. That was it. There was no, there was no in between. I left it on Arctic. Oh, I had it on Arctic too. But me yeah. always getting blamed for you know rigging up the uh, thermostats to be cooler than they weren't, which I usually do. I got yelled at quite a few times, and I told Laura I didn't even touch the thermostat. I haven't even seen the thermostat in the room, let alone. 
you know, bypass it into like, you know, Arctic mode because I didn't even see it. So it was kind of hard to get a comfortable feeling. And I felt bad for the girls because, listen, I don't care if I freeze my family or my friends out. But when I have other people's kids traveling with me, you know, like I had Sammy's friends there, I don't want their kids to come back and say, oh, my God, you know, I have a cold now because, you know, uh, Sammy's dad kept it on, you know, refrigerator, you know, meat refrigerator I temperature said that. in the room. I said that when it was you and I in a room. You yeah. kept it like 53. But Are you kidding me? I don't care about you like that. It's so cold. <laughs> It was so cold. So um, the room definitely needs an update. The the shower was absolutely tiny. Um, I'm going with the bad first, right? Because I'm I'm going to lead up to the good part. So the 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 room was small. The the accommodations were a little bit uh, needed to be updated, and I definitely think that'll be on the update list. And I think because I've stayed in so many of the newer updated rooms recently, I've been spoiled by that uh, with what it could be. So I'm looking forward to when Boardwalk kind of goes through their rehab and kind of does those DVC rooms over. Uh, there's no reason why, especially how Disney tries to save on, you know, energy and efficiency to have like a 1975 thermostat on the wall where you can't even have a comfortable temperature, you know, which is, which is kind of weird. I was surprised that they haven't even just changed those because that's huge cost savings instead of having it on, you know, either Arctic or off. But either way, uh, the actual resort, Pool area was great. I really liked over there um, the theme and the ambiance, the pool bar right there. The amount of seating was good. I mean, we were there on some pretty packed days, and we were still able to find seats. I know sometimes when you have those really nice pool areas, it can be tough to find uh, a place to park your towel and a place to hang out wasn't an issue at all. We were able to find a spot every time we went down there. Middle of the day, heat of the day, pool was packed, was able to find a spot, which is good because that could be... Uh, troublesome sometimes when you really want to have a nice relaxing day at the pool and there's towels everywhere and you can imagine you as you know we they were at max capacity i mean there was no other yeah. rooms to be had so uh and those pools were packed because it was so hot when we were down there um the boardwalk area super cool i liked all of the restaurants down there uh i will talk about one of the places that we got to eat at now i don't know if you've eaten there before maybe you've mentioned it on a show i know there's very few places you haven't eaten uh, this would be a go-to for us whenever we stay at the boardwalk because I'd stay there again as much as I wasn't as, as much as it wasn't in my top. It was still a good resort. Mm-hmm. Flying fish. Have you eaten there yet? I have. So I've eaten at Flying Fish pre um, remodel. So back in twenty, I think I'm gonna throw a date out there and people are gonna call me out. Like 2017, 2018, mm-hmm. they closed the Flying Fish and they remodeled. Uh, kind of came up with a new menu. I have not eaten there since they reopened. Um, Katie was not a massive fan of it because the steak was charred. You know, they kind of charred the outside of the steak, which I don't know if they still do that or not. But she's also a picky eater, so take with a grain of salt, you know, what her opinion was of it. Um, I liked it. I, I thought it was good. But I need to go back now that they've redone it because I've heard since they've reopened, um, which has now been a couple of years, that it's really great, like really, really good. So we, it, uh, I believe his name was Jonathan, was our cast member or our server for the night. And it was much like one of those Palo experiences. Oh, so nice. he said, "Hey, listen, I'm, I'm, you're my only table tonight." And he says, "We, you know, it's a lot of individual servers." He says, "I want to learn a little bit about you. I want to know what you want to eat tonight. I want to know what you're, what you're feeling like. What your, what your mood is for. What kind of food you like. What do you normally get when you go out? Here's our menu. What do you think interests you?" And he talked the entire menu through us. Like, "Hey, if you're in the mood for something a little spicy, we'll try this. If you want a little bit of a cheese, we'll do this." And it was really like um, one of like a like a Palo dining experience. He really catered to us. I don't know if they do that for everybody. I would assume that they do. I don't know if he just thought we were special, but it was a fantastic dining experience, and he really catered the entire meal to our likes, our tastes, and said, "Hey, if you want, if you don't want to order this whole thing, I'm going to bring you out a little sample, and you tell me if you like this." 
you, then you can order the whole thing. If you don't like it, we'll try something else. So very, very good. Very, very attention to detail. Really listened to what we had to say and what we liked and really helped us pick out what we wanted for the dinner that night. Delicious. Really, really good. Very nice. It was just Laura and I, so it was kind of like a little bit of a date night. I got to, you know, dress up a little bit nicely. So it was not the typical, you know, fast food cafeteria kind of place or, uh, you know, one of those busy restaurants. So it was the, the cast member service. The food was great. And the attention to detail and to what we wanted to eat was amazing. So I think if you have a chance to go again and, you know, Katie has specific taste or requests, if they mm-hmm. do it the same way they did for us, they'll cater to whatever she likes or doesn't like. Well, her, so Katie's palate also has grown. It's almost like watching Riley, you know, like you have a kid. <laughs> um, you know, I just pretty much picture Katie, you know, whenever we first met, is having like a kid's palate. And now her palate is getting better and better as she gets older. Like she, now she eats fish and shrimp and like the, now the menu, you know, before she could only read like a quarter of one side of a menu. Mm-hmm. Now the menu's opened up for her a little bit. So I think we need to go back and try some. She may really enjoy some of the fish there. She's become a real big fan of of the fish like her favorite meal on on disney property um well a california grill if they would get rid of the the you know 50th anniversary nonsense prefix menu um is the is the filet and risotto Mm -hmm. but with that said which by the way mr dan rossi and the rossi uh, family was here at the house uh day before yesterday and um i cooked them filets and mushroom risotto so they got the 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 Justin uh, special mushroom risotto there. Nice. But um, other than that, though, her other favorite meal on property is at Topolino's, and it's the sole. I mean, it's really great. I mean, that fish. So we need to try try that again, especially if they're that accommodating and they're that you know they'll talk it through with you. Mm-hmm. And I love that. I love when restaurants do that. You're not just a number. Like they're they're like we want to get to know you. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what it was, and they, they wanted to know what you know what, what our specific tastes were, what we usually like to order, um, you know, spice levels, and you know that that. So it was texture stuff. So it was really really good. And then they brought out a huge cheese platter for us, and they had all these different types of sauces. And he says use this. This I like this with this dip this into that very 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 good dining experience more than just a meal it was good and uh, we were in there for a good hour and a half maybe two hours if that's how long it took and we were we nice. we left there obviously satisfied and um, extremely happy and the, and the price was pretty good too I mean we got out of there for a pretty good uh, pretty good deal so uh, I, I can't complain so that's definitely something new that uh, if I'm staying at the boardwalk again I will definitely go to the flying fish I'll make that part of our uh, you know, part of our thing and and what was nice too is we didn't even have a reservation for that. We kind of walked in, and I'm like, hey, listen, do you have room for two? And they just squeezed us in, and they were like, "That's hey, awesome. no problem. I was like, great. <laughs> didn't have to have a reservation. They squeezed us right in. They said, give us five minutes. We'll get a table for you. And it uh, worked out good. The one thing – now, obviously, we were all at the boardwalk, and I, I have something that I want to – Pitch to Disney, and I think it's a billion-dollar idea. And oh, I hope you. I hope you say what I'm gonna. I'll let you go, and I'll tell you if we're thinking the same thing. All right. So obviously, we, well, maybe we'll see. We do think alike sometimes. Now you know, and I know the Boardwalk and Beach Club, and and uh, the, those two Boardwalk kind the of resorts, club. Yeah. the Yacht Club, right? They all share something in common. They have those pedal cars, right? Yeah. You, you know the bicycles that you go around in. <laughs> How easy would it be for them to put a pedal car station at the World Showcase gate at Epcot? Yep. And just be able to use that as transportation to and from the park? Can I build can I build on that? Go ahead. Walked I walked the boardwalk one night after we got back from the cruise. Uh, it was just Riley and I and we were trying to decide if we wanted to take a take a Skyliner over to Hollywood Studios or if we wanted to go to Disney Springs. What's that Disney Springs story? 
It's a story I'll be telling on Patreon. It's I had the craziest experience ever at Disney Springs. <laughs> um, it involves being really laid into by Disney security. Oh boy. <laughs> It was it was quite the adventure. As Riley's holding a stuffed dinosaur she had made at Build-A-Bear, and I'm just getting berated by Disney security. So anyway, I'll tell that on Patreon. Um, I'm walking down the boardwalk. It's like 7.30, and those pedal cars are trying to get through a mass of people mm-hmm. on the boardwalk. How easy would it be for them to make a lane, yeah. a just dedicated mm-hmm. for those pedal cars. Yep. You know, where put a yellow line, put them inside that. Look, it makes it easier on them. They have a more enjoyable experience running those pedal cars. Mm-hmm. It makes it easier on the guests who are walking and safer. I just, I, they were trying to weave in and out of people. And I thought, this is, they're not having fun pedaling that. And also, there's small kids that are going to get up run over by these things. Yeah. So Disney needs to do that, and I love the idea. That was not going the same way you were. I love the idea of putting one. Here, here's what you could do, really. You could put one there, and you could put one at Hollywood Studios mm-hmm. because you've got a great path over there at Hollywood Studios. And they're wide enough, so you can put up a bike lane. Of course they are. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, not that I want to take anybody's job away, but if you look at a place like in New York City, we had the City Bike Program where you had, mm-hmm. the, you know, you have the app and you can you can pay and you can unlock to use the bike for the day. You had them in those little electronic gates and you can just pull in, lock them, leave them, go, and then listen, it's so much nicer than walking back to the resort at the end of the night, being able to jump on a bike and just pedal over it. And if you have a dedicated bike lane on those those pathways that are super super wide i mean that's money maker and it's environmentally friendly you know you're not you're not you know you, you're using people power to get to where you want to be you know you're not using any kind of uh you know mode of transportation that's really going to cost them anything and actually they'd be making money on it you know if you, if you wanted to pay to rent them bring the people mover over that's the original intention of the people mover was to uh ship people in and out of what the first idea of epcot was mm-hmm. from their homes to the central city so they could work and uh, so bring the people mover over. Have it go all the way around the boardwalk and, like, stop at the, you know. Oh, how cool would that be? I mean, yeah. that'd be amazing. Go right above. Um, I, you know where I was going, Mike, and I want to talk a little bit more about the food at the boardwalk because uh, it, it's quite interesting that Disney, once ESPN Zone closed, kind of lost any sort of sports you know, like a place to just go watch games. And they have that spot sitting there, and it's just it's just sitting empty. And I think they're going to put in another bakery, from what I've been told. The day, the, Yeah, the day after we left, they started demolishing it. Yeah, and uh, and that make, that'll make three pretty much bakeries on the boardwalk. Mm-hmm. Um, you really have to have a sweet tooth to, to really enjoy that. Big River, I really enjoyed it. We went and ate there one time, and then I got takeout from there once. And uh, it, it was great, but it's – man, I miss that, that – fact that on the boardwalk you used to be able to go and watch games and grab some nachos and get a beer and you know do all that kind of stuff disney's really kind of missing the mark especially for the fact that dude they own espn right right i mean it's not like we're having to like pay to to get a franchise of something that we don't own Mm -hmm. you know they 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 own espn so i i hope that somewhere like somebody i don't know if the people making these decisions just hate sports but for people like me that would really you know i don't maybe do the parks as much i'd really enjoy if my team's playing to be able to schedule a dining experience at a place make it state of the art you mm-hmm. know what i mean like make it over the top state of the art tvs at every single table 
and and where you can change it audio you know to go all out and be the best that's what disney is disney is innovation at its finest and uh i think they really there's a need for that yeah well, it was a place up by us i don't know if they were down here at all they kind of went out of business i don't even know if they're around it was called damon's it was a great place for i know damon's well, right okay yeah. we used to have them up north for a while i don't know if they yeah. i haven't seen them down here they, they were in kentucky too okay and they would yeah. have the multiple tvs all over the place and you would have mm-hmm. the little jukebox thing on your t- yep. on your thing and you could pick which channel you want so if you, if, uh, if you wanted to watch the ball game on channel five you would turn your little tv kiosk thing to five and that would be the audio from that game so you could kind of tune in and listen to that game and if you wanted to watch boxing on channel nine you would switch it over to nine and you get the audio from that but um but yeah i mean something along those lines would be perfect this way you can kind of cater to a lot of different people and a lot of different um sports going on you know maybe someone wants to watch soccer and someone wants to watch you know ufc who, who knows but either way yeah uh, another bakery i don't know uh, I, like i said like there's a few others on there you have to have a sweet tooth i think that space that when i saw them taking it down uh in the videos a couple of days afterwards could go for so much something else better uh, other than just another bakery spot, but well, we'll see. I guess you know they, they make the decisions, not me. That's why I'm here and they're there. So we'll uh, see how that plays out. I want to jump back, uh, Mike. I want to jump back into the parks real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to talk because you know you and I had a meeting. And it's a meeting that I have with a lot of clients, and you know you we were just two brothers chatting it out. We were talking about the best ways to utilize Genie Plus, and you know you said it. I, I think I told you when I first. I'm like, listen, once you get your hands on it, it takes a second, but once you get it down, it's quite easy, and it's easy to learn how to manipulate it to the best of your ability to get the most out of it. But I don't really want to talk about Genie Plus because we chatted about that. But I do want to talk Lightning Lane in particular, and I think that will bring us into some of these newer attractions and experiencing these newer attractions. Um, what was your experience like with using Lightning Lane? So I used it for a few rides. I used it for Splash Mountain over in Magic Kingdom, right? That was a Lightning Lane purchase. No, Splash no, was Splash a Genie. Genie yeah, Plus. Genie Plus. We yep. did that for yeah. Genie Plus the only that. one right now in um, Magic Kingdom is um, Seven Dwarfs. Right. Okay. So we didn't use it. We didn't use the the pay experience in Magic Kingdom. We used it for um, Hollywood Studios for Rise, Rise. because the yeah. kids had the uh, the kids had, uh, Drake had never did it before, and both of Sammy's friends had never did it before. So I felt like that was a necessity, and Rise is absolutely one of my favorite rides. I would pay to go on that all day. Um, that's my you know I could do that. I love that you know. I don't even say ride. I want that experience because it's mm-hmm. more than just a ride. It's an experience. So we paid for it. We paid for that at Hollywood Studios. Um, and we paid for, I think, was it, was it, now the girls went, I didn't go to Animal Kingdom. Was uh, Flight of Passage a pay? Flight of Passage is, is a, yeah, yeah it's, so it's a lightning lane. So they, so they paid for that one because those girls have never done that. So I wanted them to do that. And there was only the, the couple, of, there was only the three for that. So I figured let them do that, Sammy and her two friends. Sarah and Dre didn't pay for that. Uh, they actually waited for that ride. Uh, the, the line wasn't that bad and um and then obviously in epcot we paid for guardians and uh you know i wanted to compare guardians with rise now obviously i'm a huge star wars fan so that's always going to be on the the greater side of the 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 experience because of as a star wars fan and i do love the marvel movies we you know laura and i have watched them all and i'm a big fan of them the guardians of the galaxy is probably and i don't want to get into too many details i'm not going to spoil it for anybody because we want to do a whole show on it especially with the other guys Probably one of the best roller coasters I've ever been on in my entire life. <laughs> the experience, the fun behind it. Uh, to me, it was a 
smooth, super cool, super experienced Space Mountain. You know, yes, hundred percent. That's exactly what I said. So everything that Space Mountain could have been, maybe back in that technology time, is is the 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 10k version of what Space Mountain could and should be. Uh, Even if you're not a Guardians fan, just the whole ride itself. It's like. Space Mountain, rock and roller coaster, all wrapped up in one. Amazing, thrilling, super cool. Don't know where it's where you're gonna go. Even though you're on a track, you're 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 just kind of all over the place. So um, very very cool. I still will take Rise over that because Rise is a little bit of a longer experience. I'm more of a Star Wars fan. I I will pick if I had to pick one for the day and do one and not the other. I would ride the full experience of Rise all day every day. Uh, just because that's the Star Wars geek in me. But as a roller coaster, Guardians is definitely one of the best experiences. Uh, amen to Disney for stepping up their game. I know they were getting a lot of slack from Universal for having, you know, the, you know, the not thrill rides and not catering to some of the older kids. This was absolutely amazing. And I will pay every time I go back to do Guardians because it was just super, super cool. So, you know, when, when they first rolled out Genie Plus Lightning Lane, I think we all kind of bashed it. You know, we were all kind of like... Just the idea that we're losing fast passes and we're having to pay for this now and all that. I, I know I've talked about it on previous shows that my mindset has changed, especially when you look at down the street, eight miles down the street at Universal that, you know, if you want to do their express pass, um, you know, it ranges anywhere from 150 to $250 a person per day. You know, it's a little different experience because you can just go on, you know, you don't have to schedule the rides and stuff like that. Um, but it's quite you know, quite, quite pricey whenever you really look at it for a family of four, when you're talking, you know, if you go over a holiday weekend or a midsummer when it's packed, you know, a thousand dollars to skip a lines is a, it's a lot of money, man, for a mm-hmm. family. Um, now that you've had your hands on it, now that you've paid out of pocket, you know, you can put your money where your mouth is. Um, where do you stand now on genie plus and lightning lane? Uh, I think the, I think Going forward, if I'm planning on doing a park day, like if I'm planning on just going and, and spending an entire day in the park, I will do it again. If we're going to do one of our typical like Slopey vacations where we just do a couple of rides, get what we can get in, go to the pool and just kind of just make maybe go back and chill out at night and get a couple of rides, I probably won't do it again. I love the fact that I have the option to do it when I want to do it, however I want to do it. It's kind of it, it's got that nice added bonus to it uh it's nice that you don't have to do it every day for your entire trip you can kind of pick and choose what parks you want to do it for uh and what people in your party you want to do it for so if laura and i want to just have a chill day and or, or go golfing or doing something along the lines of not being in the parks and my kids want to go do the park stuff by all means you want to knock out the parks you want to hit every ride all day then do it uh magic kingdom i think you definitely get your money's worth i think hollywood studios and eh, not really. I mean, if unless you really want to get, you know, Tower of Terror and you want to get, um, you know. Mickey Minis. Yeah. Uh, that, that that all helps. Animal Kingdom, I don't see it's worth doing nope. it there. And Epcot, nah, I mean, no. it's, it's not really worth it. Um, I, I could see passing on that. Uh, I would rather just pay the extra money to go on Guardians for the day and, and call it that. You know, if I had to wait for Frozen or if I had to. Uh, you know, listen, we walked on Soren. Soren, you know, Soren was 15, 20 minutes that hasn't had the kind of long lines that it's had in the past. Um, you know, test track is one of those things that, you know, if there's a little thunder in the area that goes down anyway. So, you know, you could be, you know, Sarah and Drake had a, 
um, had a lightning lane pass for that, you know, to, on the Genie Plus, and they couldn't even get to use it because, you know, by two o'clock in the afternoon it was down for the day, and then their day kind of got away from them. So, um, so yeah, I, I would just say Magic Kingdom, well worth every penny, especially if you want to knock out the rides all day because you can stack them. You know, we were on rides and we were waiting in the queue and we were adding the next one, adding the next one, adding the next one, and it was great. And here's your next time to add another one, and we would just say, okay, cool, we're over here. Uh, we can walk right onto Buzz, or we can walk right onto that, or it, w- it was good. So I definitely think Magic Kingdom was worth it. Like I said Hollywood Studios, not so much. Animal Kingdom, not so much. And Epcot, not really. Do you put them in the exact order that I that I put it into clients? The Magic Kingdom, if you don't do it, you're really missing out on, on your opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, because you can, I mean, if you stack them, start, get up 7 a.m., be proactive, you stack... You know, honestly, if you rope drop and do that, you you can literally knock out the park by mid afternoon. Yep. You know, you're not you don't have to worry about it. Um, Hollywood Studios, I still think it's worth it because of Mickey and Minnie's Tower of Terror, Rock and Roller Coaster, um, you know, Midway Mania. There's there's a few there, you know, that I'm like, okay, I don't want to wait in the queue. It's probably worth it for me for that park. Animal Kingdom, no, like it's just it's not the, the it's just not the. I mean, it's all it's all in perspective though. Like, how, what's your priority? Do you and I tell people this time, I'm like, do you absolutely want to make sure you do the safari? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If that's your priority, then get it and make sure make make sure for a fact. At seven a.m., have the safari, and then boom, move on from there. But if you're willing to wait, I'd probably wait. Um, Epcot, there's no chance I would ever pay for a lightning lane for Epcot mm-hmm. or for, for, uh, for a genie plus at Epcot. Right. Just not happening. Right. It's just, there's not enough. I, I want to talk to Epcot, uh, just a minute, Mike. Mm-hmm. What was your opinion, man? I think that, see, Epcot's my favorite park, but it's hard right now because it is the land of walls. Mm-hmm. Um, first time you and the family have really walked around Epcot with all the walls up. It's a different experience, right? Well, last year, uh, we I was there last year when I was there. You with were there, yeah. yeah. So it was it was pretty wally, I guess if that's a, a I like word. It. Pretty wally uh, when wall-y. I was there the last time. Wally, uh, a little Disney ex- reference there. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was still it was still. It's one of those things too. You and I always kid around. Well, everybody kids around when you know Disney that well, and you say, "Well, you know, I am the map." Well, you are the map, so you run into a roadblock, and all of a sudden you can't go this way because there's a wall there. So it becomes very weird at Epcot. Um, you know, I'm so used to sp- taking specific paths around certain parts of that area, and to kind of get uh, roadblocked or detoured because they're doing construction. I get it. Um, I went I, the first time I went into that new big gigantic food dining area. What was the name? Yeah, of that? the uh, new one. Yeah, that was that was pretty. Good. That was actually pretty packed when we were in there, and it was very hard to get a spot. But it was, you know, middle of the afternoon, hot heat part of the day, and it was starting to rain. So uh, everybody was trying to get inside and eat something, you know, while the rain was coming through. But um, but yeah, so I, that was my first time seeing that. It's it's getting a little weird to navigate it. Um, obviously, we came in through. Um, through the back entrance, through the yeah. World Showcase. International Gateway. Yeah, so we spent most of our time back there. So we really didn't do a lot of the Epcot Park. Uh, you know, obviously we did Spaceship Earth. I'm still glad that that's up and running. I know that was supposed to be closed for a refurbishment, and, you know, we got to experience that. And, um, you know, the usual Nemo and, you know, Figment, of course, you have to do that. And, uh, you know, Sorum was a, literally a walk-on, so it wasn't bad at all. But, um, but yeah, no, it was it was good. I... I I'll be happy when it's done. It's kind of like that. It's worth the wait when it when it'll be over with. Oh, it's gonna be sure beautiful when it's job. done. Yeah, it's gonna be fantastic. I mean, really, really nice. Um, anything else? I want to talk. You know, we talked a little bit about your flying fish experience. Um, did you get over to Disney Springs at all? 
We didn't. Uh, Sammy and her friends did. Uh, I have the credit card receipts to prove it. She <laughs> uh, she shopped till she dropped. Apparently, she thought that uh, you know she could just buy whatever she wants. But no, actually, she's a uh, real quick side note. I want to congratulate her. Sammy got her first job. She's working at a oh, uh, awesome. she's working at a surf shop because Sammy's been since we've been in South Carolina. She's been taking surfing lessons and she's been surfing quite a bit. She tries to go three or four times a week, and uh, she got a job at a surf pro shop. So she's working at a surf pro shop selling all kinds of surfing merchandise. So if anybody is in the Myrtle Beach area and needs some kind of surf apparel, she's the girl to talk to. So, uh, so yeah. But anyway, so she, uh, her and her friends at Dizzy Springs, they were down there. We didn't get down there this time. Obviously, short on time with the trip. Um, you know, only being down there for a couple of days. The one thing that I do want to, that I do want to say, and I wanted to go back on this because I've mentioned it before. I'm kind of, kind of in closing here. The, the radi- the um, Mickey and Minnie's. I didn't like it when I first did it last year. You know, when, uh, when we got to experience yeah. it, I got to experience the pre-show, and like Dave said, night and day difference the pre-show. Watching the pre-show and then getting to enjoy that experience, well worth it. So I, I have changed my tune on Mickey and Minnie's. I love it. I still miss the great movie ride, but it's definitely better than what it was. The pre-show makes a huge part of that that particular experience. I, Mickey Minis for me, man. I it's one of my top five rides at Disney World. I love it. Cause you, you know why? Because I smile the entire time, mm-hmm. like I'm riding. I'm just so excited the entire time I ride it. Um, I remember when they first came out with that animation style. Riley was probably four, three or four, and I thought, oh no, what are they doing? Now it's really grown on me, man. I, I really enjoy it. So uh, it's really, really nice. Um, the, where the, one one more thing? Where else, uh, dining wise, did anything stand out for you guys? Maybe you ate somewhere where you thought, "Oh yeah, yeah this was fantastic." Um, we ate at not really. We ate at Liberty Tree again. I mean, we, okay. we've done that before. Yeah. Um, it was good. It was. It's one of those experiences that I know Magic Kingdom really lacks in <laughs> it does. Uh, in dining experiences. Uh, I'm not going to say it was an experience, but I had a fantastic cast member there. They were really, really good. Uh, one of Sammy's friends that came with us, uh, Julia. She's a uh, she's vegan, so she doesn't really eat meat. So they were really, really accommodating with bringing her all different kinds of stuff. Um, I know it's one of those family style restaurants. Um, thankfully, uh, Sarah's boyfriend Drake. That boy can eat. Holy cow! <laughs> I'm so glad I have girls in that boys because he'd eat me out of house and home. Um, so he was he was able to throw down when it came to that. Now, obviously, we were walking around, and it was a busy day. But, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm glad that. That was really the only other really experience. Sammy and her friends, she had the app, and she was making her own. She tried a whole bunch of different new restaurants because uh, that's awesome she man. was just she was just making reservations on the app and she's like okay we're at disney springs we're gonna go to uh you know we're gonna go to marie and enzo's for dinner tonight and i'm like okay no problem just you know put it on the credit card and let me know what it is yeah. um and uh so she got to do that so she she got to experience some new things she got to really kind of branch out on her own which was great uh but laura and i kind of did our usual old comfortable usual places that, like i said flying fish was the only place that we tried that was really new Love it, man. I love it. Well, I tell you what, it's been one of those things where being down there with the family, it's 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 different whenever the whole family's there. You know, the DDP family showed up for the meetup we had, you know, some like seventy or eighty people, got to hear stories, got to meet people face to face, got to thank them. And that's what really was a lot of fun for this trip. I loved, loved, loved this opportunity to be not only around them, but also to be around you guys too. You know, Mike, we live closer now, we see each other more than we used to. But we still don't get those opportunities to really spend the time together um, that we that we you know want to or as often as we want to. So I cannot thank everybody enough uh, from you know on behalf of Mike and Joe and Dave and myself 
for coming out. And I know for everyone that is, you know, thinking, oh my gosh, I've got to do this the next time. We will be offering some details uh, sometime soon at the next one. Uh, but we do have one coming up in September. Of course, Universal Unleashed is going to be uh, doing the first ever Nights of Fear. We'll be at Halloween Horror Nights and we'll be at Hallow Scream. Get a hold of us, show at awaywithmetravel.com for details, and we will get you taken care of with that. I know I'll be there. Dan Rossi, Mr. Dan Rossi will be there. Mike will be there, and uh, we're going to have a blast, man. It's going to be so much fun. Yeah, you know, the one thing that I didn't mention on this trip, and I couldn't I couldn't not mention it, that was the absolute most favorite thing that was a certain unique experience, and that was getting to meet everybody. That was, you know, hanging out at the boardwalk pool with that, that impromptu meetup, um, hanging out at the, you know, the great boardwalk lawn. Um, there were some fantastic pictures in there, obviously. Um, I mean, it was so nice to meet people. Real quick story before we get into the uh, my favorite thing every week. Um, I was wearing my friendship bracelet that I got when we were on the lawn from that day, and I wound up going to work a couple of days later. And when we have roll call in our briefing, they do a uniform check, obviously. You know, the, the sheriff's department is a little, they're a little strict when it comes to having your uniform the proper way. So uh, I realized I had the bracelet on, and I didn't want to take the bracelet off because I didn't want to lose it. So I yeah. took my watch, and I switched my watch hand, and I put my watch over, because I'm allowed to have a watch, or I put my watch over my bracelet. So uh, for days, I've been wearing my friendship bracelet that I got uh, under my watch so that my lieutenant wouldn't give me a uh, demerit, so to speak, for being out of uniform. So uh, yeah, so I, it's, it's got a special place under my watch while I'm at work. So uh, very cool. Uh, yeah, that was the absolute best part of my my trip was getting to see everybody, getting to meet everybody, um, getting to say hello in person. Um, I apologize for the sweaty hugs. But the best thing that came out of that was some amazing pictures on our DDP uh, Today Facebook page. That brings me to my favorite thing every week, and that would be Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. It's time for it's time us to for get us our Picks of the Week. All right, Justin, since it's been a while since we've been on the mic this way, what is your pick of the week? Oh, I'll tell you what, man. There's so many. It's our first time back, really, since the, uh, since the trip because all the audio that was taken that dropped this past uh, episode was from vacation. So I was able to go through and look at all these great pictures. Um, I look, I'm going to take a picture from our cruise, from our DDP cruise. And there was one in particular that uh, Anker and Joe posted kind of together. And it says, our final night on board the Independence of the Seas and our final night in Playmakers. DDP owned that bar all week. Great times and great friends. Um, we really did take over Playmakers Bar each and every night uh, with the kids. Kids would play foosball. We had foosball championships, um, which I am proud to say that I did well until the last night. Rick Reagan was spinning. He will say he did not, but that is against the rules, and that's the only time I think we, I was beaten was when, uh, when Rick was spinning. <laughs> um, he learned, you know, when he was doing uh, ice making over in China for the Olympics, I think he learned some special, you know, uh, ways to play foosball that I don't know about. So I need to, I need to figure this out. Um, but we just had such a good time. I mean, that's where stories were told and, and, you know, relationships were built and it just, it was a blast. So seeing that final night and every, you can kind of see on everybody's face that it's, they're winding down. Everybody's tired. Um, but it was just a great, great time. So thank you guys so much. I had an absolute blast with you all. And my pick of the week is going to go to, it's pretty much obvious. It is one of the greatest pictures in the DDP, uh, out of our trips, listen, the, the initial 2019, on the boat with everybody on the stairs, one of my absolute favorite pictures. Now I have another one myself, too, also. The boardwalk. I don't like to pick pictures with us in it, but, man, those are some great shots Joe posted with us doing the interviews with the kids, with the whole group, with the whole group family shot. Uh, that is definitely going to be my pick of the week. Uh, 
I love it. It's, it's going to go in a frame with my other one, with my other pictures. Uh, they're just great. I had such a great time. It was awesome meeting everybody, and I had an absolute blast. And I am looking forward to the next trip. 100%, man. I tell you what, uh, DDP family, we love you so much. We appreciate your support and you letting us be a part of your family. Uh, of course, I did mention the Universal Unleashed, our side project. Um, we do have that trip coming up. It is September the 14th through the 18th there at Universal Orlando. We will be going over to uh, SeaWorld to do Hallow Scream as well. That is for adults only, 18 and over for that trip. Um, there are multiple packages to choose from. Get a hold of us, show at awaywithmetravel.com, and Dan and I will get you those packages sent over so you can come join us, and you can watch me scream at the top of my lungs as I run through the haunted houses there. Mike will be there. Mike has done it with me. He knows that is the, that is the, uh, the God's honest truth that I will do that. Yep. Um, so that's going to be a blast. And uh, as far as the show goes, guys, look, so many great opportunities. If you've always wanted to be a part of the patron family, if you want to support the show that way and get that extra content, get those uh, bonus gifts that come along with certain tiers, get even video access, you can go right now and join. There's a link right below. Do that. And last but not least, guys, if you love what we're doing, if you love that we're trying to grow this community and we're trying to make this the most positive place on the Internet, go right now. Leave us five stars. Give us that virtual hug. It helps us grow the show, reach more and more people. We love you for doing it. Mike, I've had a blast, man. It was so good to spend time with you in the parks. It's good, though, to be back here and on a regular uh, show <laughs> yeah. uh, sitting at my desk. You know, I feel I feel good. I'm not heat beating down on me, sweltering in the sun. But it was great to see the DDP family. Closing words for me, buddy. Uh, yeah, you know, thank you to everybody that came out, obviously. Uh, I'm glad I got to thank you guys in person, finally, uh, instead of virtually. You guys mean the world to us. Uh, you know, me and Laura, we, we really enjoyed meeting everybody. We've made some, you know, we've, this podcast has made some longtime friends forever, and I'm glad we got to do that. And, and uh, I just had a great time seeing everybody. And uh, like you said, I'm glad I'm kind of back in a climate-controlled environment. It's uh, The Florida sun can be a little bit brutal, but it was worth seeing everybody, and uh, I had a blast. Hope everybody else did, too. Yep, 100%. DDP family, have an amazing week. We love you. We appreciate you. Make someone smile. And until next time, guys, we will see you real soon. On behalf of the Disney dads, we want to say thank you. We hope you find a little magic in your life every day, spread some Disney love, and keep moving forward. Each of us has a dream, a heart's desire. It calls to us. And when we're brave enough to listen and bold enough to pursue, that dream will lead us on a journey to discover who we're meant to be. All we have to do is look inside our hearts and unlock the magic within. Ready to begin, let the wonder this has been YDF Media Productions.